Hey there, I'm your host, Leslie Randolph. I'm a self-confidence coach for teenage girls and the self-confidence coach you wish you had as a teen. Honestly, I'm the self-confidence coach I wish I had as a teen because I know I could have saved myself and my mother a whole lot of heartache if I'd only known then what I know now. I hope to save you some of that suffering by sharing the lessons I learned late in life right here on Why Didn't They Tell Us. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey, happy people. Welcome back to Why Didn't They Tell Us. I am so excited to be here with you today. Uh, You are my bright light on a very gray December day here in Chicago. So uh, coming to talk with you is what I have been looking forward to all day. So thank you. Uh, Thank you for being here and thank you for being my ray of sunshine on an otherwise gray and gloomy day. Uh, If you don't live in Chicago, you will know that anyone that does, it's like a a badge of honor to be able to complain about this weather. I don't know why we do what we do uh, of choosing to live here. I had the opportunity to live in gorgeous, warm climate in uh, Johannesburg, South Africa for many years. Certainly a story I'll be telling here uh, down the road. But when you understand what good weather does to your life, you wonder why you come back. But I love you Midwest. I love Chicago. I love uh, I love my family here. I don't love the gray. But anyway, here we are. So I have I had a giggle putting together today's episode um, because when I named this podcast, why didn't they tell us? I was just like, mm, yes, this is. This is exactly what I want to say. Of just, I wish I had known these lessons I learned late in life when I was a teenager, because certainly, you know, those those emotional pains that I talk about, uh, I've talked about frequently in the past few episodes, just would have been less painful because I wouldn't have thought something was wrong. I wouldn't have thought that they were so bad. I would have been able to manage my mind and my emotions with so much more love and compassion and grace. Um, so here's the giggle. Today, today's episode is kind of, uh, maybe they did tell us in second and third grade <laughs> because the inspiration for today came from the lessons I learned from my parent and teacher conferences. Um, I have a seven and eight year old here at home in second and third grade. And I had the opportunity to check in with their teachers before the end of the year. And the lessons I learned from these teachers, I kind of scratched my head and I was like, oh my goodness, this is everything that I want you, my lovely listeners, to know. Everything I wish my inner teen had known. And I I know I had said this in a past episode, but I'll say it again. Maybe they did tell us. And maybe it was in second and third grade. Um, But certainly you need to hear messages multiple times. My marketing brain doesn't doesn't compute it anymore. But there was, I, I think, many years ago, and this was before the ubiquitous, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all the targeted ads, you needed to hear a message. I, I believe at that point it was 12 times. Who knows what it is now of how many times you need to hear a message. And not only do you need to hear it with repetition, but it needs to be spoken to you in a dialect or a language which you understand. And, and that's what I love about 
you know, inspiration, motivation, and coaching, and, you know, the people like me who are out there sharing these messages, because I might say something to you that another self-help, self-love um, expert would have passed along, and you hear it from me, and it just clicks. Whereas you could have heard the same message multiple times in your past, but it, it wasn't spoken in your dialect, in your love language, in, in a, a language which you understand. So I am going to offer you some of the, the messages I got from the parent-teacher conferences that our second and third grader are hearing every day. And I can't wait to you know check in with them when they're teenagers and when they're grown-ups to see if they click. Because I'm 40 years old. And when I heard these, they were light bulb moments, those aha, but they're so simple. So I, I guess one of the key takeaways from today, <laughs> I'm skipping to the end here, is that maybe some of the greatest life lessons are the simple ones that we learned in second grade. And perhaps we could consider approaching all of it, all of life, with the curiosity and the resilience of an eight-year-old. Resilience, we all, this is such a, a, a parent saying that we say all the time of like, kids are so resilient. Well, when did we stop doing that? When we started to believe that voice of our inner teen, right? That tells us that those negative emotions, those cringy emotions, embarrassment, fear, failure, that those are, are worse than physical pain, that that is what we need to avoid the same way we avoid, you know, the hand on the stove. We felt those feelings and we thought, oof, never again. That's where resilience gets taken away from us. But if we can approach life with curiosity and resilience, like a second grader, then perhaps we'll, we'll get much further. <laughs> so here we go. Lesson number one from parent-teacher conferences. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. It's so simple, right? And you're like, oh my goodness, this is what the episode's going to be. Stick with me. Because in second and third grade, and this is certainly not true at 40, starting a business or going after a promotion at work or any risk that you're taking in your life, mistakes aren't celebrated. But in second grade, mistakes and they should. They should be celebrated, encouraged, and normalized. In, in episode one, I talked about our fear of failure, right? And I know that this is a universal pain point for so many of us. Uh, me too. Failure, it's, it's terrifying until you allow yourself to celebrate, encourage, and normalize failure. I don't know when avoiding failure became the norm. Because in second and third grade, they're still celebrating. So let's bring that back. Let's all aim to color outside of the lines, to try something wild and crazy that only a sliver of that beautiful brain of yours believes is even possible. But you let that sliver be what leads you. And go make that mistake. And then celebrate the fact that you did it, that you tried. 
And maybe something absolutely incredible will come from that, I'm air quoting, mistakes. Maybe something incredible will come from that failure. You get to decide. I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But let's normalize it. Mistakes are, are going to happen. Let's celebrate it. And let's encourage those who are willing to make the mistake. Um, <laughs> there are no stupid questions. So I'll be honest, I did not get this one from the parent-teacher conference, but as I was putting together this episode, I, I thought that is a lesson that we learn in second and third grade. There are no stupid questions. And then it becomes like this eye roll cliche saying of like, there are no stupid questions, but, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, there are stupid questions. My friends, we're coming back to second and third grade. There are no stupid questions. I want you to take a moment and think, how much of your life have you missed out on because you're scared of looking stupid? How much knowledge do you leave out on the table? How much connection do you leave on the table because you're scared of asking the stupid question? I do this to myself a lot. And when I, I think about like connection that I leave on the table, I'll be having a conversation with someone and I'll think, oh, I wish I knew that I should know that already. I should know that already. I can't ask her what her husband does for a living. I can't ask her where she works again. I can't ask her. And my inner teen saying, oh, no, don't look stupid. Don't ask. But the truth of it is, if I told that teen, no, I'd rather, I'd rather ask and risk embarrassment than not ask and risk disconnection, this opportunity to authentically at, have connection. There are no stupid questions. I loved that one, so I, I brought it in. There you go. It's my lesson learned. Okay. Expectations versus reality. This one came from my kids' art teacher, and I it, I love it so much. And expectations versus reality is a theme that shows up with my clients so often. And you you might know what I mean when I say like you have an idea in your head of how something is going to go, and then when it doesn't go that way. You're so hard on yourself. Like that was what it was supposed to look like. That was how it was supposed to be. And now it's not. And it's a fail. And it's awful. Y'all, I am like a living, breathing, walking Pinterest fail. So this one hit so hard. And certainly we can look at it through the lens of the art teacher, right? The art teacher says, draw a cat. And you're like, oh, I have this beautiful idea in my head. And then you put it pen to paper and it's so far from that. And when you have an idea of what it will be and what it's supposed to look like, and it doesn't, you then feel so disappointed. So a few things here. Be kind to yourself at the finish line. Notice what went well, what you love about where you landed, and like celebrate what you put into it. Why wouldn't we? Every time we put, you know, pen to paper or we go out and try something new, whatever that is, whatever that risk you take is, certainly you're going to have an expectation. And if you don't meet it, 
you get to decide how you talk to you at that finish line. This is one of the just cornerstones of self-confidence. If you know you are going to be kind and compassionate and your cheerleader at your finish line, you better believe you will get yourself in the race next time. If you know you're going to beat yourself up and feel disappointed and be super critical of you, man, you're not going to put pen to paper again. You're not going to get back in the race. So you get to choose how you talk to you when expectation does not align with reality. This is going to happen a lot in life, especially if you're out there doing the hard work and taking risks. You're going to have an idea of how it should go the first time you try something. It probably won't. <laughs> it probably won't. So yeah, maybe, maybe part of this lesson too is just checking out your expectations. And I'm not saying when I say check out your expectations to like lower the bar for you. No, my friends, you Aim high, aim high, but also be kind and give yourself so much love and compassion for aiming high. And if you do not hit that finish line right away, or you do not have the reality that aligns with that expectations at the start, be kind and compassionate to you. I'm also going to say this. Practice makes you better at everything. So when the first time out of the gate, pen to paper, or you go for the race, if expectations don't align with reality, keep going. Everything gets better when you keep going, when you keep trying. You get better at everything the second, the third, the fourth time. And it also gets less scary. I'm just putting that out there. Okay. Lesson number four, I believe. Try everything. I think this one came from the music teacher because they're about to do the recorder. Oh, my word. I'm so excited because now they keep the recorder at school. They don't bring it home. <laughs> How lucky are we? But try everything. Try the recorder. Try the drums. Try the violin. Find what you love in this one and only life of yours. So many of us in our later years of life, we just end up going through the motions in autopilot. We stop taking risks or trying new things. We just get through the day. But life is so rich in experiences and opportunities and conversations and connections and humans to meet. Go try it all. I don't know what that looks like for you. Lesson number five, allow yourself to be bad. <laughs> If you're going to try something new, first of all, yay you. And second of all, allow yourself to suck. Like, really. I remember when I was going through um, my certification. That was something that the master coach instructor would always tell us. Like, you're going to be bad. Allow yourself to be bad. Don't be critical of yourself, but like, allow yourself to be a beginner. So whether it's starting a new career, starting a new hobby, starting a podcast, going out for an audition. Allow yourself to be bad at first, but then keep going. And I'm going to tell you how to how it makes it easier to keep going when you are cheering yourself on every step of the way and celebrating that you are doing it. 
that you're doing the thing. But allow yourself to be a beginner. Allow yourself to be bad. And then when you keep going, all of a sudden you'll be like, man, I've got pretty good at this. Because you weren't critical of yourself every step of the way. Be loving and kind and compassionate to yourself while allowing yourself to be and to learn. We're all just learning. At 40, I'm still an eternal work in progress. We all are. There is no destination here. You just, you keep going. And then here's the final lesson learned from parent-teacher conferences and where I will leave you today. Have fun. When did we stop having fun? They're having loads of it in second and third grade. We should too. I'm so quick to remember all the to-dos and what I should be doing and need to do and have to do. And we'll talk about the shoulds and the have-tos at some point. But what about fun? Fun is what's going to keep you in that game. Fun is what makes it all worth it. So have fun as you're trying new things, as you're allowing yourself to be bad, as you're asking the, the stupid, I hope you can hear my, my sarcasm when I say stupid question. Have fun with all of it. As you make the mistakes, as you try something new. And if you're having fun, I promise you'll keep going. And certainly if you're cheering yourself on and being kind to you. So there you go, my friends. Why didn't they tell us? Apparently they did. It was in second and third grade. So let's go back to those lessons learned. Uh, Till next time, sending y'all lots of love. And uh, thanks for being part of this. Love what you hear? Well, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at confidencecoachforgirls.com. That's confidencecoachforgirls.com. Or email me at lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. That's lesliethelifecoach at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you.